This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns and Chad P. Now, you know what country listeners are going to say? Well, country doesn't do this kind of stuff. Oh, horse manure, it doesn't. So I went into 1985 and I looked at the the charts. Mm-hmm. One of the top five songs in 1985 was Kenny Rogers' Morning Desire. Oh, thank you. Oh, ew. <laughs> Class is in. Rock School on the Rock School Radio Network. Hey, a cold front is going to make its way through Louisiana, and instead of it being so hot that your pets explode, I might actually be wearing a coat. So what? It'll be 81? Yeah, it'll be 81 out there, (laughs) so you can't quite cook cookies right there on your dashboard. Hey, my name is Joe Burns. What's your name? Chad P. Now, we are recording, as we always do, this show earlier than it is going to air, but... By the time this show airs, I'm going to be less than a week away from my fanfare lecture. Yeah, man. Once a week, once a week, once, once a, a year. Week. <laughs> yeah. Once a year, once a week I do this show, so yeah. you know, it's in my brain. Once a year, I do a major lecture on this campus. And by the way, thanks to Bill Robeson, who sets up the Now and Then lecture series and has been nice enough to allow me to do this now. I think this is my sixth year doing it. This is a major lecture for the campus, and I am the one that gets to do the rock and roll music lecture. Mm -hmm. This year, the lecture is going to be on the PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Center. Yeah. And I'm going to feature inside of it the Filthy 15. Yeah, it's going to be fun. A lot of dirty words. Now, if you don't know what the Filthy 15 is, stay with us, because I'm going to try to explain it to you. Here's the thing. If you've ever noticed I do the fanfare lecture, and then after the fanfare lecture is over... I come in and I do a rock school show on what the fanfare topic was. Yeah. My wife said to me, you know, you're an idiot, which <laughs> could be any topic on earth. <laughs> that, the, the night of the wedding. Right. And I said to her, what do you mean? And she says, why do you always do your fanfare topic after? Mm-hmm. Why don't you do it before? Maybe you'd get people to come to the lecture. See, I've been saying that for the last four years. Yes, but, but, but you're took, not but married it, to me. But it took me. Mrs. Burns yeah, you're just, her opinion. You're just my work wife. So what we're going to do for an hour is explain what is the PMRC and what in the world is the Filthy 15, and what were these ladies attempting to do? Uh So let's begin with the Filthy 15. I can't play them all, obviously, because we don't have time to play 15 songs, and some of them I just don't want to play because they're really lousy pieces of music. Why in the world did they make that cut? I'll never know. Because it's a disingenuous list, and I'll tell you why. We begin with Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. Right here, Rock School.
Wow, they don't get any dirtier than that. No, they Twisted. certainly don't. Really, Doc? I, Twisted Sister. Right. I mean, it's a great tune, but why? Why, why is, is it, it on the Filthy 15? Yes, and, okay. and for those who even don't even know what the Filthy 15 is. Right. Let's first explain what the Filthy 15 is. The Filthy 15 was a list of songs created back in 1985, early 1985. When I say early, think March, April, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. The Filthy 15 were supposed to represent the worst music that was out at the time. Yeah. Worst music according to who? According to the PMRC. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, who's the PMRC? The PMRC was the Parents Music Resource Center. Also known as Tipper's Group. Right, Mm -hmm. Tipper Gore's Group. Mm -hmm. Now, technically, it wasn't just Tipper's Group. It was Tipper Gore, as in wife of Al Gore. Invented the internet. Right, former, yeah, sure he did. (laughs) Former vice president, almost president because of Florida. Mm -hmm. Also, Susan Baker. Mm -hmm. She was the wife of then Treasury Secretary James Baker and two other ladies named Pam Hauer and Sally Nevis. Now, Hauer and Nevis really don't even play into it that much. They were just part of the group. It was Baker and and Tipper Gore Mm -hmm. that really were the driving force. In 1985, the PMRC, the Parents Music Resource Center, basically became a darling of the media because they began to scream and yell about rock music is horrible, it's terrible, and the media went nuts saying, Yay! Controversy. This is a good story. story. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they started to scare the living crud out of parents. Mm-hmm. And anytime they would come out with something new and go, oh, look at this, this is crazy rock and roll, ah, parents ate it up. And so did the media. Yeah, it didn't really they matter. made themselves available. It didn't really matter what they said. They could come out and go, sweet Caroline is terrible. Will make your children do bad things. You got it. And they ate it up. And in order to sort of dish this up, they created this list mm-hmm. called the Filthy 15, and that's on there. It's, now, why is that on there? Why is We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister on there? The Filthy 15 was a representation of a ratings system mm-hmm. that the PMRC wanted. Sure. Let's play one more, and I'll tell you what the ratings system was. In case you're wondering, that song specifically, We're Not Going to Take It, is a... A representation of violence. 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 Yes. Because apparently it's violent. Mm-hmm. Here's one that is a representation of sex. <gasps> okay? <gasps> ACDC, Ooh. let me put my love into you. Oh my gosh, you I, did not go there. I did go there. Ooh. From the album Back in Black, here's Act Dak, Rock School. ACDC, let me put my love into you representing I sex. I hope you're all enjoying our last day on the air. No, it's, we're it's done. just not that bad. No, it's not bad. It's it's really laughable. It's a joke. Well, it's laughable now. At the time, I can see where it right. meant a, a bigger deal than it does now by today's standards. Now, remember, little Richard scared the heck out of people when he came out. Marilyn Manson was absolutely frightening when he came out. Now Marilyn Manson's kind of a you know a bit of a joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's almost you know like Alice Cooper. You go to see him because of the camp of it, not because it's frightening at all. 
it's you know what I mean. But Doc, time you, pushes all of it away. You were disc jockeying in '85, right? Oh yeah. So what did this? Whenever all this came out or whatever, how did it affect you? Did you laugh to, at it? You no, know, I kind of laughed at it because when I programmed, I normally had a couple thoughts in my head. One was there are two knobs on the radio. One changes the channel and one turns it off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to offend you, but if you're going out of your way to be offended. You're going to find it. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've told the story before that I have pulled songs off the radio when we talked about 9-11. If the song is going to offend because it's going to offend, I'm not out to do it on purpose. Right. But if your life is to be offended, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you. Yeah. You know, all right. Let's talk about what they were trying to do. It's PMRC. It's a lot more than this, but at its, at its original core, when it first got underway, what it wanted, what the PMRC wanted, was what at the time the PTA was pushing. The Parent Teachers Association, the National PTA, yeah. they wanted a ratings system on music the same way there's a rating system on movies. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's not exactly a dumb thing to do. I mean, I, I can understand parents wanting that. It would have been almost impossible to do. I mean, because how many movies are there a year? 250, 300? If that. How many songs are there a year? 250 a week. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. I mean, we're talking a quarter million songs a year. Mm-hmm. It would have been darn difficult. And even so, most people just ignore the ratings. And movies have a specific... I've heard you and uh, Dr. Peril talk about this. You can watch a movie and kind of justify what type of rating it has by its content and its uh, dialect and stuff like that. But like, how do you hold that to a song? I oh, don't know. Oh, you mentioned this word twice, therefore you Thus, get a word. I don't yeah, see I don't how know. they could have done that. And what it would do is, is crush... It would crush people's, oh, what do you say, creativity, uh-huh. because they would know what the rules are, and yeah. if they wanted to say something because it came from the gut, they would make censor themselves, uh-huh. and that's not what you want. Yeah, that's right. Synonyms would be your best friend. Right. The PMRC came up with a ratings system. Uh-huh. This is what they wanted, and they used it on the Filthy 15. X would have meant sex. Mm-hmm. D or A would have meant drug or alcohol content. V would have meant violence. O would have meant references to the occult. Occult. Remember, this is back when it was believed that if you yes. played the record backwards, right. you would hear Satan, 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 Satan. You know, gotcha. uh, no matter how thin you slice it, it's still baloney. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Here's another one from the Filthy 15. This is Def Leppard's High and Dry on Saturday night. Problem is, Def Leppard, they say it's drug and alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. right? Problem is, Def Leppard is from the UK, and that's not what the phrase means. <laughs> it means I don't have a date. They probably didn't hear anything past high. And dry. Uh-huh. Yeah, and in the line, it says, I got my, in the song, it says, I got my whiskey, I got my wine. <gasps> I know. D-A. So, D or A, drug and alcohol abuse. We'll get further into the PMRC, but understand, we're talking mainly about these filthy 15. And here in a little bit, I'm going to tell you why this is the most disingenuous list anyone has ever created. <laughs> Here you go. High and dry. Def Leppard Rock School. would think that these people would be just a little bit smarter than this you talked about Def Leppard being from the UK so high and dry high and dry doesn't even reference that so let's pretend that the Australian way of greeting one another good day yeah meant something dirty over here 
Well, they they wouldn't pick up on that. Here's another one. There's the song Mary Jane Girls, uh-huh. In My House. Uh-huh. Well, In My House is used as a euphemism for sex. Uh-huh. I mean, you don't have to be too you know brilliant to figure out what they're talking about. Yeah. And they have it listed as sex. They have mm-hmm. the rating as sex. Missing completely that the name of the group is Mary, Mary Jane. Jane Girls, uh-huh. which means dope. It yeah. means marijuana. Uh-huh. I, I miss the, how do you miss that? Shouldn't it have received two? I mean, which, that's the question then. Which is worse? Mm-hmm. Is it smoking dope or is it having sex or even hearing about sex? Right. Because I mean, they're promoting both of them. It's the Rick James group, Mary Jane Girls. And Rick James, if I'm not mistaken, smoked a whole lot of ganja. <laughs> uh, and here he's got something called In My House, which is a really thinly veiled you know, reference to sex, whereas Mary Jane Girls is right out there. Mm-hmm. Here it is. And you're labeling it as sex? Guh? Yeah. Now, let me tell you why I think the list is disingenuous. The list came out in 1985. Yeah. Have you noticed what's not on this list? There's no rap. Oh, yeah. Where's the rap? That's true. I mean, Rockbox by Run DMC had just come out. Beastie mm-hmm. Boys were starting to put out music. There's no rap on here. Furthermore, there's no country on here. Now, I know what country listeners are going to say. Well, country doesn't do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, horse manure, <laughs> it doesn't. So I went into 1985 and I looked at the the charts. Mm-hmm. One of the top five songs in 1985 was Kenny Rogers' Morning Desire. Oh, thank you. Oh, ew, number one. <laughs> but number two, shouldn't that be on this list? Yeah. And furthermore, there was a song out in 1985 about a woman who kills people, strips their bones of the meat, chops it up, puts it in pies, and sells it to other people. What's that song? It was the play Sweeney Todd. Oh, oh Why gosh. isn't that on here? Hmm. I'll tell you why it's not on here. Why? Because the PMRC people didn't care about anybody other than their children. Their suburban kids. Who liked rock music. Who liked rock and pop music. If it was any other kind of music, they, they cared about That's their not what our kids, kids are listening you to. You got it. That's yeah. what they were interested in. It's a disingenuous list. So if your kids listen to this kind of stuff, you cared. If this wasn't your kind of music, you didn't care. So I'll just go listen to some gangster rap and murderous right. opera. Fine. That's fine. But this Go kind have of fun. stuff? Oh, can't have Be that. home for supper. Back in a minute with the song that uh, a lot of people think is the nastiest one on the whole list. Eh, this one they might have gotten right. Hello, KLSU. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana, part of the Filthy 15 Cities. Louisiana. Well, it's an ingenuous list. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Get us on Facebook. Search Rock School Radio Show. Tell us what you think about the Filthy 15. Is there a Filthy 15 today? It's probably more like a Filthy 500. (laughs) But the question is, do you listen to it? Back in a minute. Rock School. You know what I haven't said during this whole show? What? When my lecture actually is. Oh. It's Wednesday the 26th, 1 p.m. here on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University in Pottle Music Hall. Yes, it is. Wednesday the 26th, 1 p.m. Pottle Music Hall. And you it's free. We, you know what we may do? What's that? We may see if we can get the audio to this lecture and stick it up on the uh, archives, the audio archives. I, if we can do it, if copyright is okay, uh, we could do that. I don't think you have no would... trouble with me. It's yeah. a question of the stuff that I play. Well, we may edit out a couple of things yeah, to and see if keep we ourselves uh, safe. But yeah, I think that, that might be, be something that we could do. Now, there are two songs on this list, the Filthy 15, that people say are the worst songs. One of them is Wasp, Animal, 
Blank Like a Beast. Mm -hmm. And another one is Prince's Darling Nikki. Wasp, because it's just it's got the F word in the title and Mm -hmm. it's just brutal. Now, they have it listed as sex. I I would put it under violence. Uh But Prince is also the song that's on here because it supposedly started the PMRC. Oh, it's his fault. So you want to play either one of them? Well, we'll start I, with Prince, because that's yeah. when we started it. I said we could play both of them. If you're going to ask somebody which one do you think is dirtier for people that are not familiar with the content of both songs, Wasp. they're going to take Wasp, right. simply because it has it in the title. But Darling Nikki, yeah. I believe, talk, okay, let's it's just got some nasty it. stuff in it, too. Mm-hmm. And I've got the clean version here, because mm-hmm. I cleaned it up. Yeah. The PMRC supposedly started because of Prince's Darling Nikki. Here's the story. Tipper Gore was apparently digging on the song Let's Go Crazy with her daughter, Corinna. Corinna yeah. was 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. So she went out and she bought the album, Prince's Purple Rain. And on came Darling Nikki. And Darling Nikki says, I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I saw her in a hotel lobby with a magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the word. I even blanked it out in the song. Well, apparently this traumatized young Corinna. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's just take her to where that it happened. And that basically got the ball rolling because no child should hear these words inside of inside of songs. Sure. That's what's got the ball rolling. And according to Tipper Gore, that's the song that started the PMRC, which is why it's listed first in this list of the filthy 15. Wouldn't we be able to get a hold of uh, Tipper Gore's daughter and Karina? ask her? Yeah. Can't we, like, call her and ask her, hey, did you really get traumatized when you heard those lyrics? In all of my research, I've found nothing, no statements from Corinna whatsoever, mm-hmm. only from Tipper Gore. She's probably embarrassed yeah. Here's when Tip- people like us talk about it. Oh, maybe they go again. Here's Prince, Darling Nikki. Clean version, Rock School. Bottom of the hour, there's Darling Nikki. The funny thing about Darling Nikki, I played the single version there. If you play the album version after it ends cold like it did on that on that single version, uh-huh. there's a weird backwards masked section. Because you know at this time they were worried about the occult. Oh, yeah. You know? There's a weird backwards masked section that sounds all eerie and frightening, but if you play it backwards, it says, hello, how are you? I'm fine, because I know the Lord is coming soon, coming, coming soon. (laughs) So again, not only did the song kick off the PMRC, it took a shot at all the people who were afraid of the occultists being in music. I'd have done it. Yeah, Prince did it. In fact, you can find a lot of backwards stuff in Prince, and when the PMRC actually goes to Capitol Hill and talks to the people in at Congress, they actually have a psychologist, psychiatrist, somebody with an ist in their title about the occult. And he tries to explain that, yes, Satan has, I guess, a job on the board at the RIAA. <laughs> Was that the deal when D. Schneider went and made them look like all oh, look like fools? Oh, yes. Because he showed off his intelligence side? Oh, yes. They expected to have really, really stupid people. And if you want, we'll get into I'd the love three to. people talking about, uh, talking about rock music on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you come to the actual um, lecture... I have the uh, the video and the audio of them yes. on Capitol That's Hill. That's cool. By the way, 26th, 1 p.m., mm. Pottle Hall, 
Let's do uh, bottom of the hour. I'm Joe Burns. Chad P. Tapping his paper square. Monday, October 17th or Sunday, October 23rd. Monday, go. October 17th in 1995. That wasn't too long ago. No. Rhino Home Video released 58 episodes of The Monkeys on 21 cassettes. Yes. It was at the time the largest boxed set ever released. Tuesday, October 18th, 1990. The city of Los Angeles declares that day... Rocky Horror Picture Show Day. Goodness. October 19th in 1991, the rock band Oasis played its first gig with Noel Gallagher at the Boardwalk in Manchester, England. Thursday, October 20th, 1990. This one's apropos for what we're talking about. Three members of Two Live Crew are acquitted of obscenity charges in Hollywood, Florida. They are dirty. Yes. October 21st in 1971. Happy birthday to Mick Jagger's daughter, Jade. She was born in Paris, France. Saturday, October 22nd, 1976, Keith Moon performs with The Who for the very last time. Sunday, October 23rd, 1995, Tone Loke is ordered to undergo anger management after punching a pizza delivery person in the face. I like Tone Loke. Yeah, you got it. He's cool. 30 minutes or less, man. Mm Mm-hmm. We said we would play it. It's a clean version, but here it comes. Supposedly the worst song on the Filthy 15. Here's Wasp. Animal, blank like a beast. Double fists in the air. Sounds like this. Rock School. Now, what you were talking about before we went into that song was the fact that the PMRC not only was a darling of the media and what a lot of people would think today was, okay, go ahead, scream and yell, get everybody upset, and it'll just go away quietly. Yeah. They didn't go away quietly. Well, they should have. Well, Because be- they were making themselves look like fools. No, actually, they weren't. A lot of parents believed everything these people were saying. Parents will get on any bandwagon sure. when it comes to protecting their children. Well, now it's video games. If someone comes to you knocking door to door with some type of research or whatever that says, Mr. Burns, I'm did gonna you consider know it. that know. your kids are subjected to this stuff? You probably... I'm going to consider it a little bit, yes, only because would. I got kids. It's your kids. I know. You get a little frightened because it's your kids. Right. Well, the PMRC, because they were Washington wives, they had Washington husbands. Connections, resources. You got it. And the PMRC stood before the Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee on September 19th, 1985. And in front of Congress, in front of every national worldwide camera, they got to spout all of this. Mm -hmm. And the committee was behind them. Fritz Hollings, who was one of the committees, uh, basically stated that if he could find a way constitutionally, he would do away with rock music. I mean, it was a real kangaroo court. But what you were talking about was the fact that three rock stars actually stood up Uh to the PMRC. Now, who were the three rock stars? I know one of them. One of them was Dee Snyder of mm-hmm. Twisted Sister. Yep. The other one was Frank Zappa, <laughs> who, by the way, had all along, when, when I talk about the fact that the Tipper Gore and Susan Baker had been going on television shows and going into magazines and such, they really didn't have much resistance from the rock music world because most people thought, this is a joke. This mm-hmm. is stupid. This is going to go away. Sure. Zappa saw it for what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a media darling, and it needed to be 
pushed back. Yeah. It needed to have somebody pushing back, and he did it. And as much as these people wanted to think, oh, he's just some stupid rock star. Yeah. Oh, no. This is a man with a PhD-level intelligence. You write about all these disgusting, horrible things. There's no way you could be educated. Oh, gosh, no. And he showed up, and he's quoting First Amendment law to these women who have the argument of, it's really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's hitting them with this stuff and scoring blows. Uh-huh. The third person to discuss this was John Denver. John Denver. John Denver. Okay, why these three people and why only three? I spoke to a guy named Paul Blacho who wrote a book called Taboo Tunes. Mm -hmm. And nice guy. I mean, really nice guy. Big section on the PMRC. And I said to him, why only three people? I mean, why wasn't there a line of rock stars? It was a commerce committee. You had to be invited. Ah. Okay, why these three people? Again, Blacho didn't know, but his best guess was that A... Zappa was brought in to legitimize the whole thing because he had been going after the PMRC mm-hmm. up to this point. Mm-hmm. Twisted Sisters, uh, Dee Snyder was brought in because he's part of the Filthy 15, legitimized yeah. it further. Sure. Then they were going to bring in John Denver because they expected John Denver was going to be on their side. Oh, were they wrong? Oh, no. Oh, man. Let's play another one. I'll tell you what happened. Here's Black Sabbath. This one supposedly deals with drug and alcohol because it's the story of a guy who drives drunk and gets into a crash this is called trashed and this is the clean version those of you who know the tune rock school Okay, let me clarify one of my statements. I think from what you said, as soon as the mics closed, I think I may have said something incorrectly or said it backwards. Yeah, it kind of sounded like you were implying that John Denver turned on the rock guys. No, complete opposite. Okay. John Denver apparently was brought in because the PMRC, or, or so suggested Paul Blacho, and, and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. They brought in this guy because they thought, well, he's going to be on our side. Yeah. No, he was so they, not on the side of the so PMRC. They brought in Zappa and Schneider because right. they're like, these two are just a bunch of I think that's balls, what they were going after. And they'll be able to just stand there and look all well, I crazy. I think they thought Snyder was a goofball. They knew Zappa wasn't mm-hmm. because they had seen him in action. But they were like, we've got all of our power and then he's got just him. Right. Then we'll po- pair him up with Schneider, who's an idiot. He'll right. just stand there and look like an idiot. And what's funny and is John Schneider, Denver is in the music business, he'll be but on he'll our be side. with us. Right. And he wasn't. Oh, no. He was with the rock stars. <laughs> oh, that's good. And what's funny is Snyder gave them everything they wanted, <laughs> whereas Zappa shows up in a, a full suit uh-huh. accompanied by his lawyer. Sure. In fact, he introduces him at the beginning of his statement. Yeah. Next up comes, and and Zappa does a a brilliant statement, absolutely brilliant statement. He says uh, the PMRC is akin to uh, taking care of dandruff by decapitation. (laughs) I mean, and he quotes First Amendment law to them. And when the people uh, of the panel talk to him, they're condescending, and he snaps right back at them, and he's just clever as anything. Up comes John Denver. Mm -hmm. The first words out of his mouth are, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is censorship. And I'm against censorship of any kind, period. My song, Rocky Mountain High, was suggested to be a drug song and was banned all over the world. Clearly a misinterpretation. What 
what advice or what what um, how did he put it? What uh, guarantee do I have that your group isn't going to do the same thing? And then he goes on to compare them to Nazis. He goes <laughs> and on. Then to they're say, standing up there whispering, "What's he doing?" I know it really is that kind What's of thing. What's he doing? I I don't have the back and forths between he and the uh, the group uh, because it just didn't get recorded, or mm-hmm. I'm not able to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. And then Snyder comes in and gives them everything they wanted. He's got his, you know, his blonde afro out to the walls. Yeah. He's got a ripped t-shirt on, a twisted sister t-shirt and a jean jacket and he's the, the guy's the size of a mountain. So his elbows scrape the walls as he walks in, sits down and proceeds to rip tipper gore a brand new that that. <laughs> and then when he's done with his statements, uh the people on the panel hate him. And start to really attack him. In fact, Rockefeller says to him, what's the matter with you? Do you not have any uh, strength inside of you? Why did you attack uh, Senator Gore's wife? And it's beautiful because uh, Snyder comes back and he says, I didn't attack Senator Gore's wife. I attacked a member of the PMRC. Well, you called her by name. Well, her name's Tipper Gore, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Well, that's who I was attacking, not, a, not the senator's wife. He's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely beautiful. He does it wonderfully. Let's play one more, and then we got to take a break. You got to come see this because I have it all on tape. I come there every year in the front row. It's what are beautiful. You talking about? Don't here's, try to sell me to get me there. Here's Cindy Lopper once again, the twenty sixth Wednesday, on campus. Why do you tilt your head down? I don't you, know. So it doesn't you, sound like me pushing your it. voice. One o'clock next Wednesday, the twenty sixth, Pottle Auditorium. Come see it, PMRC. <laughs> Here's Cindy Lauper, Shebop. Supposedly this has something to do with sex, but I don't know what it means. I, I'm just dumb about all of this stuff. Sounds like this, Roxford. Chad, I got to tell you what, I don't think we've ever gone into the second break this late. What? Yeah, what? We have less than 10 minutes left in the show. What? Okay. Uh, we have time to just pretty much say hi to our second uh, sponsors, tell you a couple more quick things about the PMRC and get out of it. Uh, it's hello. such an intriguing topic. It is know? intriguing. It, it is. I got to tell you, researching it was a blast. It really was because I got to talk to a lot of people. Uh-huh. Normally, I just sit in front of a computer, but this time I got to talk to a lot of people. Well, you know, 85, I mean, I was alive in 85, not old enough to remember this, but, you know, so this is like fresh stuff that a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing that. I remember being a part of that. A lot of other researchers into this just thought it was neat that this was being put together. It is neat. Dredge this up. It is neat. Because it was a a big, huge ha-ha to Capitol Hill. But remember, at the time, scary. I'll tell you one more neat thing about um, Dee Snyder. After the whole thing was over, after Mm -hmm. the hearings were over, Dee Snyder was caught in the parking lot by people who, you know, had microphones, media. Uh-huh. And they said, do you have anything to say about the hearings? He said, I have one thing to say. If anybody says anything to me bad about John Denver, I will kick their... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Okay, back in a minute, one more little blip, and then we can play one more song from the Filthy 15. Thanks for listening. Back in a minute, Rock Skull. Okay, last break here on Rock School. You know, I'm I not, think I may make that lecture. 
Oh, yeah. I may come to it. Now, I'm not going to just sit here and list the remainder of the Filthy 15 because it's it's just, you know, bleh. it would just be a boring break. Go online and just simply search the Filthy 15. Again, I hate to send you to Wikipedia, but again, go to Wikipedia and oh, put it in there. the Filthy it's 15. There. there it will be. Mm-hmm. And each one of the songs is then listed to the group that sang it and such. And the, the ones that are up there for the occult, one is by Venom and the other one's by Merciful Fate. I'd never heard of them. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was younger, I, I never listened to that kind of stuff. But they're they're really goofy tunes. Anyway, what happened after the PMRC had its day on you know on, on Capitol Hill? What happened? No less than twenty one states started to perform legislation that basically stated if the PMRC was against your music. This would happen. I can tell you what happened in Louisiana. We, we came a governor's veto away from a few different laws. Number one, you weren't allowed, if the PMRC did not like your album, mm-hmm. it would not be allowed to be sold unless it was sold from behind the counter or a different little section was set up hmm. in the record store. I don't know, like a peep show section over yeah, there. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to buy the album unless you were 21 or accompanied by your parent, not just a guardian, your parent. Hmm. Furthermore, they were going to look into ratings systems in this state for concerts. Uh, they were also going to make it so if the PMRC was against you, you were not allowed to uh, have people at your concert that were under 21 unless they were accompanied by their parent. Uh-huh. And furthermore, uh, they were going to look into uh, what was going to be played on the radio, especially if it had PMRC concerns against it. But we said this a while ago. How many yeah. songs per year come out? How many people are you going to have to employ to just sit there and listen to music? Remember that little black and white sticker? It's I know still being the little used? black sticker, yes. The PMRC took the RIAA, the Record Industry Association of America, to court and forced them to put, to voluntarily, in quotes, put that sticker on songs that the record companies believed might be offensive to the PMRC. And that's how they were going to do it. State of Pennsylvania was making it so the sticker actually had to be neon yellow so people could be sure to see it. Hmm. Most of this stuff went away because it was found to be unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, in, New, in here in Louisiana, the governor vetoed it. Yeah. But... When all was said and done, who was the, the governor at the black time? Ticket. Who did that? I'm not sure. Was it Edwards? Was it Edwin? Was Thank it you, Edwin. I don't know. Look it up. Come to the lecture Wednesday the 26th, 1 p.m. Pottle Hall, right here on the campus. Would love to see you out there. You get to hear it all, see it all. Uh, it's been a good two months worth of research just for a quick one hour run. We gotta go. We're done. What's the last one we're gonna play? Judas Priest. Judas Priest. Eat me alive. This one is supposedly sex. Man, it's an interpretation. Maybe, maybe not. Sounds like this. I'm Joe Burns. Chad P. Good show. Yeah. Class is dismissed.